0: Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Love is the law here on the Lori and Julia Show, especially on Give to the Max Day today. If you're feeling generous, today's a great day to give uh, to your favorite charities because sometimes you'll find a match. They have prizes that you might win some money back for yourself and we always like to give a shout out to alive and Kickin, the rocking group of seniors uh, in case you're thinking about a charity to give some extra dollars to absolutely they, they've been affected by the covid they, i don't think they can get together and no, practice and, and they're, you know they are just so cute and oh We've had them at various events. And yes,
1: we have. They're fun.
0: So that's one uh, charity to think about if you're going to give to the max. Uh, you can go to mytalk1071.com, keyword give.
1: Thank you. And, of course, live for free. Our $10,000 giveaway is um, ongoing at 520. We could mention your name if you've registered on the website or on the app for your chance to win $10,000. But if you just call in after we uh, call your name within 10 minutes, you win $100. So um, it's really really cool. Okay, so um, I, this is just like a housekeeping thing. Um, we heard from Chris Holland at the Chan because of the governor's um, orders, the Chan Hansen Dinner Theater is going to cease its in-person concert performances through December nineteenth. Um,
2: so okay. if people
1: had tickets to Mick Sterling and Friends mm-hmm. doing Billy Joel's State of Mind this Saturday night, November twenty-second at seven thirty. Um, you want to know that that now is going to be virtual. But you can also buy tickets for that at com. It's um, $20 for one person and $40 for a household. So you can, and he's so good. So just wanted to let people know about that. And I'm sure okay. there's a lot of things that are happening right now with the, um, you know, not being able to go to certain events and things like that out there. Right.
0: Yeah, so keep in mind theaters and stuff if if you're thinking about giving to the max today, too.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, speaking of theaters... Talk closer to your microphone. Okay, I really, I can't get any closer to All this right. thing without feedback. I, I don't know what's going on. All it's, right. I really, I'm really practically sitting on this big, beautiful microphone. Well, And you should tell me.
0: everybody, you know, <laughs> the reason why Julia's back in studio today and Lori's still gone is we you both tested negative. We
2: did. but right. just the
0: way uh, my talk yeah. rules are. Lori's going to stay away for a few more days and Julia's back. Because
1: I was the one who was exposed.
2: You were. Yep. Yes. So
1: that's how that's how it works, because a couple people said, what are you doing out? I thought you had COVID. You know, I don't have COVID. Lori doesn't have COVID. But we're just being cautious like everybody is is right now. Um, right. So that's so, um, so Lori's at home in a bedroom. <laughs> that's right. My trav my staging
2: traveling room. Oh, gosh, that room has been lonely. Courts. It's kind of nice that you're back in there, Lori. Julia, this has been the loneliest travel staging room it's ever had, you know. I mean, I have one whole dresser that is full of nothing except for, like, my packing cubes and my uh, plastic things that you can roll things in and squish them down, head cords, sleeping masks, compression socks. Um, It's amazing how you have so much for travel and you can't even get your email. (laughs) Julia, I I put what's important first. I know, first. priorities
1: are so different between people, but yeah, I know.
2: So I anyway, know. okay, so, but Holly posted um, the trailer for this because we've talked about this movie, and it's Regina King's directorial debut, and it's uh, based on a true event. Um, it's called One Night in Miami, and it will open on Christmas Day, and... Um, It's probably gonna be streaming, but it might be in in theaters. But it is the story of Cassius Clay, before he changed his name to Muhammad Ali, because at 64, he joins uh, Jim Brown, the football player, Sam Cooke and Malcolm X. And they, basically, it's a true thing that happened and they talk about being a successful black man during the civil rights movement. And it's at ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes by the critics that have seen it.
1: Oh my gosh! So when when do we get to see it, Laurie?
2: Does, uh, Christmas Day, the oh. same day that Wonder Woman will also be in theaters, but also drop on HBO Max. They decided that. Which I think I think
1: that's great that they're going to be in theaters, Laurie. Well, yes, of course. I mean, and and then... I think it's great that they're not waiting till next March or what. You know what I mean? I think it's so... right great that they're going to be doing that
2: so you can take a look at that trailer you can also if it's you want to so see brad laurie it looks so good it doesn't it look yes. good yes
1: one night and Miami, i'm excited
2: yes. for regina because she said i mean she has been in the business for a long yeah, she time when you look back at her career and she's like really giddy about directing
1: i think it's fantastic
2: yeah now if you want to get really giddy, Holly posted uh, photos of Brad Pitt. This came out on Tuesday. He was um, unloading um, big, a big, huge truck with all of this, these boxes of food um, uh, for people in, that live in Watts. And apparently, this he's volunteered at least 30 times, and he's just a workhorse because he's strong and he's tall. There is a photo of him taking a smoke break. Um, so he still does smoke, and um, but he really looks like oh, he's he looks so good. His hair is really long, anyway. I, I, I like beautiful, beautiful, and he just said, um. He's, he really didn't want it to be known. He's been there like 30 times and he just is unloads. And you know, Casey did this for a while at a food bank. He was just unloading, but it was so soon after his motorcycle accident, he was, it was, he just really physically couldn't do it. But that is a physical volunteering job to unload these trucks. Oh, yeah. So you just need muscle. Basically, and, and, in the time, and he
1: looks like a beautiful muscle,
2: doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So he looks really good. And and then the other news that came out today involves his not yet ex wife Angelina Jolie. She got another directing job, and it's a movie that Tom Hardy is producing. Tell me what you think about it. So it's a biopic based on a memoir of the same name. It's called Unreasonable Behavior. And it's based on the legendary British war photographer Don McKellen. Okay. He wrote it. And I guess he's best known for his harrowing black and white images taken in Vietnam and Cambodia while working for the Sunday Times of London. And um uh he basically chose Angelina, because of that movie she did in Cambodia that I don't think either of us saw. remember when she my my father's name or something yes sort of yes yes yes. you know what I'm talking yeah, I about know what you're talking and about. and and he also was a fan this uh, um th- they were a fan of Unbroken. I loved Unbroken. Oh, that was, she really did an amazing job of making an amazing book. Oh gosh, that
1: was And it was brutal
2: to watch. Yes.
0: It was called First They Killed My Father. It's on Netflix.
2: First They Killed My Father. So those two movies. So she's got a directing gig and that's what she's, you know, said that she wanted to do. So she has that news today and Brad's got the winning the PR thing because, you know, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> and there's photographic proof of it. And we, it took us a long time to find out. So they sat on it. So that's good.
1: Oh, my gosh. There's photographic proof.
2: So there it's happening. Is. We
1: believe it. We believe it. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh,
2: and then also, this was kind of a cute story. You know, Dolly Parton has been everywhere. She's got her special that's going to be on TV. She's got the album. She's got a, a big, huge, basically like a scrapbook about her life. Yeah, and she's been giving interviews everywhere, everywhere, but I, I hadn't heard this story. So, do you remember the movie best, the best little whorehouse in Texas? She and Burt Reynolds. Yes, of course. Yes. Okay, Uh, I don't know if Rocco remembers that one, but. Nineteen eighty-two, and she and Bert decided to negotiate their salaries together so that the movie would only be made with the both of them, and they each got three million a piece, which in nineteen eighty-two is probably like ten million. Good lord! That's and something. And on the, she said that she and Bert kind of had little spats and arguments because they promised to always be honest with each other. But she just kept begging for more romance scenes, not sex scenes, but romance that involved kissing. She really liked kissing Burt Reynolds. Okay, so she wanted more. Yeah, she, and she also likes more romance in stories. She's so like people want to people <laughs> so want to see I. kissing. So yeah, I agree. Not ne- not sex, no, not necessarily a no. love scene, but some really epic kissing.
1: Oh man! All right. So, speaking of kissing, oh, we don't have enough time for this. All right. Well, I just well here's here's the latest. Miranda Lambert is going to be inducted into the National Cowgirl Hall of Fame. Congratulations! I almost almost said Cowgirl Hall of Fame. Cowgirl, and I'm wondering, Lori, what Hall of Fame would you want to be inducted into? Oh gee, I don't, I don't know. I, was, I really can't think right now. I know. Rocco. what Hall of Fame would you want to be into?
0: You know, radio producer. Yeah. Right? I mean, listen to the quality hall of, of this show. Oh, yeah. The, that'd be listening to
1: the quality of this program, this <laughs> yeah. very program right. that you're on right now. Yes.
0: We're, I mean, that's some Hall of Fame stuff. Oh, I, can, I always joke that you guys will someday be, I mean, I don't even, I'm joking, in the Minnesota Radio Hall of Fame. I hope so. Broadcasting Hall of at, Fame. I hope so at some point. You guys point. have put together a pretty Julia's career. in her high school Hall I'm of in, Fame. I am, and
2: that's I'm true. still... I'm still waiting for Duluth East to recognize me.
0: Well... Well. Have you lobbied them? I mean, well, have you... well, no, I haven't
1: okay. lobbied and, them. and Rocco, you know, when we got the email about me being in the Hall of Fame, Donnie thought it was an email for Lori because it came to Donnie. Okay. And he sent it to Lori. And he's, she's Donnie's like, this can't be for Julia. I think this is
0: for you. This can't possibly no, be for Julia.
2: Seriously, this happened. And I'm just saying, like, uh huh. But Julia, you have the Duluth connection because you and Emily Larson, the mayor of yes. Duluth, were inducted in the same year. We and were. she wrote you a thank you card that said dear julia you are wonderful and it was like the best what she is, an amazing she, thank
1: you card well she's lovely she really is all right we've got to go it's time for the dirt alert we'll be right back and we're going to hopefully give away 100 bucks when we come back
3: this is a my talk dirt alert,
1: dirt
0: alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert dirt all right
4: miss holly what have you got for us today Alright, uh, Rocco, is it time yet to hit uh, our you know. sounder? We, you we know, gotta,
0: we got I don't want to. Yeah, we got thirty seconds. Okay, so we have thirty. Let's do seconds. a little preview. What's coming up on the Dirt Alert? Holly?
4: Oh my gosh! Well, we've got some celebrity real estate news, celebrity scandal news. Unfortunately, we do have some celebrity death news to start off with. Uh The headline is from last night that Bobby Brown Jr., the son of singer Bobby Brown, was found dead in his Los Angeles home on Wednesday, and this has been confirmed. And Bobby Brown Jr. was the half brother of Bobby Christina, who passed away in 2015 at the age and he. He was uh, at the age of 28. He passed away. Now, yeah, it's sad. sad. Yeah, Yeah, very sad. Now, no foul play is suspected and that Bobby Brown is not commenting on the death uh, as of right now. So really just sad, tragic news to deliver. all I have to say really about two of his
2: kids I know it it's
4: so sad yeah so sad and Bobby Christina Brown passed away three years after her mother Whitney Houston had passed away so Bobby Brown experiencing some pretty major losses in his life Uh, That making headlines today. Don't really know how else to throw it to you, Rob. it's just you know, (laughs) I know it's just like here's the big story and uh, and the point
0: of this uh, promotion is that 2020 has super sucked. Yeah. So we're trying to make it better. So that'll be that'll be my segue. Um, So let me hit this. Uh, Wait, what the hell? It was off. Here we go. Uh, uh, I hate this year.
3: Here. Here.
0: So if you hate this year and you want to win 10,000 bucks and your name is Nadine Olson from Anoka, why don't you give us a call at 651-641-1071. That's Nadine Olson of Anoka. 651-641-1071 651-641-1071 If you call us in the next 10 minutes, we'll give you a 100 bucks and enter you into the grand prize of $10,000. So that's Nadine Olson oh, of Anoka. 651 641
3: six4 one107 All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short, there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms, and you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer,
2: And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
3: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out
0: pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this
3: is chris jenner
0: llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
3: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
1: One. Oh, nadine we hope you call all right back to you miss holly all right let's talk
4: about lord
1: Oh, we have not talked about Lord the the musician
4: in a long time right well she's been off of social media for 18 months wow and she's talking about why she stepped away from the spotlight at least concerning social media right she's the reason she went into quote- unquote hiding and peaced out those are her words is because she felt like she was losing her free will being on social media Does she, she well, said,
2: I mean, I get it because if you're active with your fans, which is what musicians, particularly younger artists are told to be, be there on Insta, be, you know, to all this stuff, instead of just having to be a one-way relationship where you're the star and you're the fan, it like is mixing the two. And I could see how emotionally that would be exhausting for the person who's the quote unquote star. Right.
4: Lord said she stepped back from Twitter and Instagram because she said she felt, quote, massive amounts of stress about the planet, about racism, about police brutality, and she just was really concerned about all of these things,
2: so. Yeah, and then people want you to use your voice for this, or they criticize you if you do do that. Right. I mean, the only way really to take care of yourself from a mental health standpoint is to stop social media if you are someone who's an influencer and it's getting to you just have to quit it Yep. step away
1: mm-hmm yeah because
2: you'll go crazy it would really weigh on you it would be such a heavy thing yeah, yeah,
4: Lord, she's out and about in New Zealand. She was spotted with her boyfriend, Justin Warren, in Auckland last month. And the last time that they had been seen together was back in March of 2019. So she is really laying low in New Zealand. Well, it
2: would be easy to do that there.
4: Yes, yes, Lord. Not a paparazzi hotbed. Exactly. Now, the last time we heard from Lord in the music realm, was in 2017 with her album Melodrama, and with uh, Green Lights on it.
2: I love that song.
4: Yeah, and uh, she she had mentioned before she went off of social media that the death of her dog Pearl had slowed down the rollout of her third album. And then, well, look, it's 2020, and that's slowed down the rollout of many things. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we'll be able to hear from Lord Good. soon. Well, speaking of Lord, another Lord that we're going to be talking about in the Dirt Alert is actress Billy Lord. Yes. What's oh. she going to be in? Well, it's not what she's going to be in, it's what she's doing. So she's combining her mom, Carrie Fisher, and her grandma, Demi Reynolds's Beverly Hills properties together to create an $18 million mega estate.
2: Oh, fabulous
4: so if you recall carrie fisher and debbie reynolds live next to each other and if you've had a, an opportunity to watch the carrie fisher documentary it's you will so good s- so that is like such a the great- one with their mom yeah oh i love yeah. that so much yes so when you watch that documentary with carrie fisher and her mom one of the charming things is that they have a literal path to each other's houses And you see how close of a relationship that they have with each other.
2: And And Billy, uh, I'm sure, inherited both properties.
4: Yeah, yeah, because she was the only child of Carrie Fisher. And then, well, Debbie Reynolds had her son, Todd Fisher, uh, but he's hanging out in Las Vegas. And it seems, you know, speaking of Todd Fisher, there was a write-up about him, I think, in the New York Times this weekend, talking about Debbie Reynolds' movie, Memorabilia.
1: Oh, and how she
4: got hoodwinked yes that but the stuff that he does have i think that it's going to be going in the new academy of motion pictures arts and sciences museum on wilshire boulevard mm-hmm. in la whenever the you No, know, she begged
2: opens. she bought like mgm when they folded or whatever they were going to throw out all this stuff and she took it and i mean she spent like 10 million dollars a year storing it but she begged hollywood mm-hmm. For years, I'll donate it to you or I'll sell it to you for a fraction. And she ended up having to sell it, and a lot of it got dispersed because she couldn't afford doing the cool storage or you know, whatever right. type of you know, temperature.
4: Did you guys
1: ever so go to So I'm glad to... Todd has some no, of it. No, we never saw it before
4: it closed. You didn't go to the Debbie Reynolds no, we Casino? Went... No.
1: Mm-mm. We went to the Liberace Museum, though, before that was dismantled. In a strip mall.
2: Which that was, was fantastic. I mean, what's that was that just amazing? It was. It was amazing.
4: Oh, my gosh. It, it, Swarovski, really
0: Rolls Royce, oh, right?
1: Y- you have no idea. And we were able to put on one of his capes. Outfits. Capelets. And it weighed mm-hmm. like... 60 pounds. I mean, it was so heavy. And it was amazing. Yeah, they
2: had a room of cars. They had a room of costumes. They had a room with pianos. They had, I mean, it was a whole strip mall, like a 12 store strip mall that went in an L shape, and every room was filled.
4: Amazing. Well, I want to give you some more details on this. So that museum is set to open on April 30th. Cost a cool half billion dollars. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Debbie Reynolds memorabilia is going to be in this museum, including original costumes from Singing in the Rain amazing also uh garments from mary pickford deborah kerr sid sharice also memorabilia from the wizard of oz and the maltese falcons and yes a pair of ruby slippers from the wizard of oz are part of
2: debbie reynolds's collection collection love it by the way that documentary was called bright lights oh thank you with oh it's so good you guys With, with carrie fisher and debbie
1: oh that was so fun thank you so much holly yes you're welcome and i hope that
4: maybe sometime we'll be able to go to that museum
1: i hope so too and nadine olson from anoka you do have a little bit of time left to call in 651-641-1071 to win a hundred dollars we'll be right back this is laurie and julia my tech 107
3: just tell them your theory lauren
2: all right laureen Okay, let me cozy up to the mic and tell you the theory. So, if you are someone, if you do, ha- you still have a job this year. You haven't. You're not in an industry where you don't have a job. So, this is for people who are still employed. Okay. Guess what? Sixty percent of us feel unappreciated by our bosses in this year, and the number one thing people just want to hear. Is thank you because people are working more hmm and this was a survey of 2,000 American people and it was just every once in a while a thank you or an acknowledgement of how hard it's been they just people just are kind of like thinking maybe bosses have forgotten to thank people because they're also working harder. Well, right. (laughs) And who's thanking them? You know, it's sort of this uh, trickle-down effect. Right. But uh, anyway, uh, 74% of people say their mental health is tied into how appreciated they feel at work. So when, you know, people are really wondering about, like, why we're doing a shutdown and everything... The frontline workers are at their breaking point. Mm -hmm. It's been nine months. And I mean, it's just talk about not feeling appreciated. I mean, you're the things that you're seeing. I mean, it's probably going to it's going to be like similar to I mean, it's just I can't imagine how hard it is. So anyway, just that everyone is feeling that way. So I guess if you have someone who works for you, maybe just, you know give them a little extra love. Right. I appreciate that. Thank you. I know you're working harder. Blah, blah, blah. That's, that's just a good message. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I've got another theory. We've talked about this, but I never really had had the study and it's about, um, it's really, it came from a marketing journal, but they, they looked at um, all the movies that came out between twenty thirteen and twenty seventeen. Okay big and small. Okay. Okay, and this was done. Um, I forget what university, but they they looked at the box office revenue f- for those movies between January twenty thirteen and December twenty seventeen. Then they matched their reviews on the IMDB. You know, people yep. can yep. leave their international movie there.
1: database. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And what they found out is that um, because people in the movie and TV business for decades have said spoilers are bad for business. Right. But the research found out that actually going to great lengths to ensure that plots and surprises in movies remain a secret um, and... But there are a couple franchises that do leak stuff deliberately. Um, the Avengers, James Bond. Okay, just they they, they don't mind those leaks okay. because of, I guess, the type of movies they are. Right. But they said, uh, spoiler intensity has a positive and significant link to box office performance. It helps movies that receive moderate reviews more than movies that get... High praise or really bad reviews. Right. So, movies that have small advertising campaigns should, at the very least, tease their spoilers because it piques interest. The, right. They call it the positive spoiling effect. Oh. And it's stronger for movies with limited release. And so, that's why sometimes. Uh, you know you'll see you'll see like a trailer for an independent even if you're watching it on Netflix and they show the little trailers right if it's an independently produced you're', you're wow am I seeing the whole movie here you're kind of you're I used finding to hate out that something
1: about trailers because I shut my eyes and I'm like, why do they show us so
2: much? I don't want to see this much it because a you won't remember it. But your mind will remember your interest was peaked and then you want to see the movie.
1: Absolutely. So it's called, it's the PSE, the Positive, the spo- positive Spoiling effect. effect. I've got the PSE over here. That's right. Not to be confused now, with the STD that the ladybugs get over there. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> Which we heard in so, random thoughts. Yes,
2: we did. Yeah, this was published in the Journal of Marketing, but I, I don't know of one that they've done for TV, but... Kind of, it's probably the same thing. All right, got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. Now, this is a very interesting theory. If I were to ask you, Julia, yes? what intrigues you? Like if you go into some kind of a chocolate store or you see a chocolate rack somewhere, what is it um, that draws you to something? What is the f- thing that you think makes you maybe impulse buy?
1: If it has toffee. Uh-huh. If it's chocolate covered with toffee, if it looks really pretty, um yeah. and if it's got an interesting combo of stuff.
2: Okay, well you're kind of on the right path. So they did this study and they did all this analyzing, boy, these guys got some good money, but it wasn't funded by Mars or anything. Okay. This was um um this is a university and they were just interested in what why do people buy the chocolate bars that they buy? And the number one thing that people look for is the wrapping, oh. and if it has gold foil and an ornate label and an enticing message, like it says it's hot chili yes. with ninety percent, co- you know, yeah. you know what bars I'm thinking yeah, of? That I do. do that, or if it supports a cause or has a person's name. We are unwittingly drawn to these fancy chocolate bars. Wow, Snickers not, doesn't you know, do that. What? Snickers doesn't do that. No, I guess I should have said this is for Gourmet. craft chocolate. Yeah, craft okay. chocolate, not yes. the. They the didn't look stuff. at. Okay, got it. The Snickers and uh, they what they looked at they they called they had artisan Halloween candy was a category. Right special occasion and then they had the mainstream and then they looked at you know just and they were like then they did they knew what the s- sales were and like so like lint that's the one i'm thinking of that has oh, always a story right pretty packaging gold and you go oh it's 299 these other ones are 199 but right. the story it's telling you sells you oh man yeah. Rocco, you're a
1: chocolate fan.
0: Uh, Yeah, I like the sweets. I like going to Candyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel this way about, you know, uh, alcohol too. <laughs> yes. Sometimes if it has a fancy bottle or if it tells a story or
2: something, it's kind of intriguing. Well, we know that because so many wines yes, use have... animal names. Yes.
1: Clever marketing things. Yeah, I see that.
2: Yeah. So... Anyway, but I love that they just put the, all the regular candy and call it Halloween candy. If it comes in a bite size, it's considered Halloween. So that's where Snickers and all that all stuff All right, All right, got it. So, and all right, think about that. Like with Chocolate Celeste, you know, she'll do special. I was going to see my mom and I saw on her Facebook page these artisanal, they're still the same wonderful truffles, but they were decorated um, with pumpkins and leaves and i was like i need to bring that box to my mom oh pretty you know just based yes. on how that looked i was like you feel pleased to give that as a gift yes you so do so that's why you'll see on a lot of the fancy ch- the artisanal chocolates gold foil
1: got it those are the ones i would those? Ag- i would agree with that
2: mhm i would totally agree Julia, would you be for if science could figure out a way to develop a fragrance that makes um, that 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 has moisturizer oh. in it?
1: Well, I feel like we already have that with a body, you know, lotion. If you like a Chanel Number no. 5, you have the body lotion. It's already in it.
2: OK, then would you like to have um, a moisturizer that is lower in fragrance? I, you have that, too, unscented. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Gas me another one. Can I have another one? Can I have a third option that I'm not going to, you know, debunk?
2: Yeah, I know. It. Jeez, because, what, well, well, I
1: already know. You can get, you know, th- I like the good smelling, you know, body
2: lotions, though. I
1: have to admit.
2: I do, too. But I apparently fragrances are the number one cause of allergic contact dermatitis.
1: Oh, gosh. Lori, okay, just come clean. Just come clean with what's going on here. Please. So since okay, Lori's so- been at home with technology, she has broken out in a rash.
2: Okay. Yeah. No, seriously, I broke racco, out in hives. Seriously, hives. On Tuesday. And I thought nothing of it. I just thought nerves. Sure. You know, that's the theory that sometimes when you're nervous, you will break out in hives. And stress. And stress. And and stressed, you know, really hoping I hadn't gotten the COVID right. And, um, and and then to be so publicly, you know, known to be uh, such a Luddite, um, for emails and cords mm-hmm. and Just power basic things, stuff. extension <laughs> power cords, things that plug into the wall. That's right, Julia. Uh, <laughs> Not I was. Battery. Yeah, I was getting embarrassed about it, and it was making my neck hot. So I just thought that's all it was. And then yesterday when we got off the air, my neck started getting hotter and hotter. And in fact, at one point it was so hot, Casey goes, I'm going to get you Benadryl because I wanted to just rip my skin out.
1: Right. It hurt
2: so much. And your neck. Okay. On my neck. So I, I did the Benadryl. Anyway, I woke up this morning, and it wasn't any better, and... Thank goodness for Dr. Crutchfield and the televisit because we FaceTimed at eight forty-five, and by nine thirty, I had a prescription and an ointment, and so yeah. So I've really, really, really having fun at home this week. <laughs> and she's googled what she thinks she has,
1: right, right. and it's it's you know it's
2: panicked me. It's
1: panicked her okay. all day.
2: So we've been don't de- here's a theory don't google your symptoms don't do it i'm i'll see dr c again tomorrow yeah tell him how i'm feeling he was very calm about it and like i said i got everything it was so slick and easy but i just thought and then i thought oh casey's like you're putting some kind of lotion on that's making you allergic i'm like i i don't have anything new right anyway it's it's just been you're having a week a long week.
1: Yeah, you're having a week. I know. we got to go, though. Um, okay. We'll be right back. We'll be back. All right, gang. We're wrapping up our Thursday edition of this fabulous program. Our Live for Free uh, promotion is going on right now through... Uh, we're going to give away ten grand on December 2nd. And if you haven't registered, please go... Um, and if you don't have our app, download it. You can take us everywhere and you can register there or register at mytalk1071.com. Lori, you're going to appreciate this headline. Um, Melissa McCarthy was on with Ellen and she has a new movie coming out about in in artificial intelligence. I don't know what the name of it is, Mm -hmm. but her husband, Ben, um, directed it. I don't know if they wrote it and did everything else like that. But here's what she said is that um, she said that her husband has a huge crush on Harry Styles. And she said, he's fallen pretty hard for Harry. And she added... Who hasn't? I know. She said, it's not a bad choice, but sometimes I'm just waiting for my hubby to say, like, you know, if you could always cut your hair a little shorter. And she said, me cutting my hair, I'd be a dead ringer for Harry Styles. So she kind of just laughed about it. I thought she was very, very funny but her hubby has a crush. I mean, Rocco, do you think Harry's all the kind of the bomb for his choices and how unique he is and kind of how cool and swassy he I is. I mean, to be
0: honest, he hasn't captured my fascination no. like he has. But every time you guys talk about him and you make me like download something, I'm like,
2: Yeah, this guy's pretty cool.
1: He's kinda of, he is cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh today he gave us a, a gift. What Julia? was that? Well, you know, he's the star of the Gucci uh, campaign, uh, whatever they cast him. It's a seven-part film collaboration, and it's an ad thing. It's called Gucci Fest. And anyway, so he's in this mini film, and he is wearing jorts, cut-off denim shorts. I love them. And giving a subtle peek at his giant tiger tattoo that's on his upper left thigh, and then he's got a sporty pink T-shirt that reads, Gucci loves pink eshtology 1921, along with ribbed white socks and a heeled, buckled Gucci loafer. Wow. Huh. It's, I mean, it's got to be the oh. back. I wish I knew how to make it be the background of no, my phone. No, it,
1: it's so great. But I have to say, I love, I love loafers on a man with the socks like
2: that. He looks just cute. Doesn't he? Yeah, he
1: looks all that. Yeah, you
2: should watch the little film. I'll have Holly post it tomorrow. Okay. But I'll check it out. Somebody, somebody calls and they start speaking a light Italian. I'm calling it <laughs> okay. light Italian. Is a mixture of saying ciao. You were. It's where you say You say the language at the beginning, the greeting. The goodbye and you throw in a couple of pleas and thank yous and then you speak in English. That's what I call doing light. Light it's, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> it works. <laughs> I, it totally works. So he answers chow and then he speaks in English. And, you know, anyway, oh Harry, Harry, I can't get enough of him.
1: I know, I know you can't, but that's really pretty good picture. I just love the, the loafers and the socks. I knew you myself. would. We've
2: been talking about the loafers and I the high heel loafers. loafers, loafers on a and guy. Oh my we gosh. would buy I remember I got a pair of high-heeled loafers that look like Gucci because this is an 80s design. They're -hmm. they're bringing it back. I love it. Yeah.
1: I love it. Okay, so today, you know, I think people are trying to do everything. They've got um, a little over 24 hours to go to a restaurant, go to the gym, get everything done. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I was talking to a couple different moms today and just hugs for everybody right now because kids are blue. The kids are, the kids are so blue.
2: Patrick Dempsey was on with Ellen yesterday and I did DVR it and he's got like 13 year old twins. Yeah. And of course, you know, when you're a teenager, I mean, the, your validation is your friends. Right. I mean, it's everything. And he just admitted, you know, just said, yeah, this has really, really been a hard, hard thing because they just miss the socialization of being with their friends. The last people you kind of want to be with are your parents.
1: Well, right, and getting dressed up (laughs) and going to school. Right. I mean, all that is, yeah, I just, we just feel for him. You know, and, and a little bit more about Patrick Dempsey, he said that the reaction to his appearance on Grey's Anatomy has been overwhelming and he was really surprised how well the secret was kept because nobody knew. Nobody knew. He said no one knew other than key ABC people until he showed up on the set that day. The cast found out when they saw him. Uh, wow. He was afraid someone would take a picture and the secret would get out, but it never it never did. It never did. Well, he's, he's still beautiful, and we got to go. And look at
2: that. We, we know that's a spoiler, and we still want to watch that episode on demand.
1: All right, Lori, <laughs> your theory is true then.
2: Everybody... Yes.
1: Have a great night. We will be back tomorrow, hopefully giving away more money. Job
3: done. off you go. If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses, so don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com.